are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. We're going to talk about what's coming up in a couple hours on your weekly podcast. We're also going to take a look back as to what I said about Taylor Swift. And she's not going to miss the Super Bowl. I told you yesterday, did I do it on the Daily Roundup? Did I do it on the Sports Daily? I might have done it on the Sports Daily, but five of you went back and did the homework for me and found the episode where I talked about it. It was way further back than I thought. I was four months ahead of this story. Also want to talk about happy couple weekends and happy couple visits because they're not always on the weekend. In fact, most of them aren't on the weekend. But that became the issue of the report, the uh, Reddit post uh, that was put together that about Joey this past weekend having a happy couple weekend and whatnot. I want to explain happy couple weekends to those that might be unfamiliar. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Taylor Swift. I want to talk about the challenge last night. I've, I've, again, I've got some thoughts. A new show tonight that I'm actually going to watch. And yesterday was an eight-year anniversary of something on Facebook that, oh, God, it was almost an embarrassing trend. We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's start off first with this. Podcast number 376 coming up in a couple hours, my weekly podcast. It is with Marissa Gunn. We remember Marissa, Bachelor in Paradise, two summers ago. At the end, she got engaged to Riley. They broke up. She hasn't said much about it. She does on this podcast, and I don't want to say she goes into heavy, heavy detail, but I think if you listen to her answers, probably the most concise thing she said about why things happened the way they did, what happened in the breakup, and it's not a lot, you know, it's not shade throwing, it's just her honest truth, so check that out in a couple hours. We also talk about the fact, growing up in the pageant world, how dealing with that helped her deal with the trolls on the internet during Bachelor in Paradise because she was bullied very hard uh, as a teen pageant girl winning Miss Teen Montana in 2013, uh, which ended up uh, her developing an eating disorder from it. Uh, Just a very, very interesting story uh, from somebody that hasn't done a lot of podcasts. So very happy to have Marissa on. You're going to like that interview. All right, let's talk about Taylor Swift real quick because yesterday I brought it up. I was like, I know I covered this, you know, I was like, I know I did about how everybody in the media was freaking out on Sunday once the clinch, uh, once the Chiefs clinched the Super Bowl. And they were like, wait a second, you know, Taylor's got a concert in Japan. How is she going to make it to Las Vegas? I'm four months ahead of you people. Come on now. I thought I talked about this at the end of the season and I might have as we got closer to the end of the season, but someone found as far back as they went. I talked about this on October 3rd. Today's February 1st. So basically a four-month head start where I was already thinking ahead. Well, wait a second. If the Chiefs get there, because this was October 3rd was a Tuesday. And the Chiefs had just played the Sunday night game on October 1st. So I might have even mentioned it on Monday, but... Tuesday's where I broke it down. So we're going to listen uh, to a clip from October 3rd, the Daily Roundup. Here we go. Her last international date in 2023 is November 17th to 19th in Brazil. Then she's off all of December, 
all of January. Her first international stop in February is February 7th to the 10th in Japan. Well, the Super Bowl is Sunday the 11th. And remember, the 10th of February in Japan is the 9th back here in the States. So if the Chiefs happen to get to the Super Bowl yet again, you can bet your ass Taylor Swift is going to be there. You're damn right, Steve. You're damn right. That's why you listen to the Daily Roundup, because I can predict the future. I wish I could do that with all of my gambling bets. That'd be great. But, yeah, I knew it back then. I laid it out for you October 3rd. Didn't realize I was four months ahead of this, but I'm happy that I was. All right, I want to talk about happy couple visits real quick. That is when the couple that gets engaged at the end of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they have to obviously see each other while the show is airing. But these meetups are, for the most part, we have heard stories of people sneaking out in the past, but for the most part, these are are, uh, arranged by the PR teams at ABC And, I mean, we're talking CIA-level stuff, you know. Let's just say, um, let's just say The Bachelor is from Arizona and the the, the woman that he picked is from Kansas. You know, obviously The Bachelor isn't going to fly into Kansas and be hanging around Kansas and vice versa. So what the show does is they arrange a flight for The Bachelor to be in L.A. Now, they Bachelor already has to be in L.A., or the lead has to be in L.A., for numerous press reasons a lot of the time during the season anyway. So it's easy to, you know, put it off as, oh, you know, this is a happy couple visit. Not necessarily. It doesn't happen every time they're in L.A. But the contestant has to be flown in. Obviously, the contestant flies commercial, but they don't fly together. You know, they, they aren't seen together. They're picked up separately at the airport. They're driven separately to the happy couple house, which is usually a house rented out by production, an Airbnb, sometimes in Hollywood Hills, sometimes in Venice, sometimes in Agora Hills, sometimes in Encino. There's numerous places that they rent out. And what happens is once they get to that house, they don't leave. They can't leave because that kind of defeats the whole purpose. You have to be inside the whole time. If they do go outside, it's in the backyard, and most of these houses that they do rent have very covered backyards in terms of trees and stuff like that in case they happen to end up at a house next to somebody who may be a bachelor fan and sees them in the backyard or something. But I mean, this stuff is CIA level stuff. What this show does to protect its secret. So that's the basis of it. Now for me, I'm well aware these go on every season, but for me, if I find out about a happy couple visit, it's a bonus I can honestly tell you there's only one time, and I've actually talked about this before, there's only one time where I didn't know the ending of the spoiler, uh, the ending of the season spoiler, or I had posted a spoiler to the ending of the season, and information that I found out about a happy couple visit ended up changing my um, spoiler, and that was Rachel Lindsay's season. You remember. The first spoiler I posted for her season was that she was with Peter Krause. But um, 
that summer, I want to—I can't remember how many episodes in. I want to say maybe four or five episodes into Rachel's season is when I changed the spoiler and I said, no, I was wrong. Information I had was wrong. She's with Brian. And it wasn't until six months after that that I told everybody how I found out it was Brian and not Peter. And that was when I had Peter Krause's ex-girlfriend, Brittany Hansen, on my podcast. And it was, you know, Brittany I had been talking to since that summer. And one of the times that we were talking, it might have been a phone call, it might have been a text. I mean, this was so long ago, I don't remember every detail. But I remember her saying, I hung out with Peter this weekend. And it just so happened to be a weekend that, and she proved it to me, I think by photos or something. I don't even remember. But she wasn't lying because she was somebody that I was in contact literally with every day. And, you know, she kept telling me Peter's acting really weird. And I'm like, yeah, because he won. And she's like, I, no, I don't think that's it. And I, and again, I don't remember all the details. But the bottom line was he was in contact with Brittany Hansen when he got back from filming. He was, well, because he was in contact with her before. He was the one that sent her all those texts. She was the one that took his videos and his photos for him to apply for the show, all that stuff. So she tells me this, and then I realized it just so happened that that was a weekend that Brittany was with Peter was a weekend that I knew Rachel was having a happy couple weekend in L.A. And I was like, well, obviously it's not Peter, so now it's Brian. And I changed it at the time. Obviously, it ended up being right. I didn't tell you guys till about six months later about that when I had Brittany on the podcast. So, But that is the only time. If I ever hear happy couple stuff, it's a bonus for me. My way of finding out what happened is, as I've said numerous times, I've always been transparent about this, is I've always tried to find out what happened on the final day of filming. Because I find that out, that means I have your winner. That's just, that's the way it goes. Now, can stuff change from the time they filmed the finale? And could the lead change their mind? Absolutely. And it, we, we know that it's happened. And sometimes I've been able to get you that, even in the time that it's changed. Sometimes I haven't. Or I find out very late. But the whole point is, you want to know who wins. Who gets engaged at the end. And that's what I try to find out. I've always said social media is never going to be 100% of, you can't use that as 100% certainty of how something goes down in terms of following these contestants and all this and that. So the whole issue with yesterday was, and again, I I knew it was going to get taken out of context because people came to me and said, Steve, Reddit is all over you today because they're so, they're, they're laughing at you because, um, you you know, you said, you know, you're, you're so bummed that people are, are questioning your spoiler. It's just like, Did you actually listen to what I said yesterday? It had nothing to do with people questioning the spoiler. I know any spoiler I put out, especially the ending spoiler, is going to be questioned every year unless I present you with evidence, which I never do outside of the Nick stuff and whatnot. Of course it's going to be questioned. I've always said that. I That comes with the territory of doing what I do. It's going to be questioned. Yesterday's rant had nothing to do with people questioning. I wasn't sitting here saying, you have to believe me. I know I'm right. It was the information that everyone was sending me, this link where somebody put together all these happy couple weekends and where this person was and what they posted on their Instagram. I read the same exact thing you guys did, and I was like, but nothing in here is saying anything concrete about anything. It's just a bunch of speculation and guessing. That's all it was. I wasn't telling you you had to believe me because you're not going to unless I ever unless I presented proof or evidence. So... That was my thing yesterday with that. 
but I'm here to say, like, happy couple stuff, I don't track it. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying I've never looked into it. Of course, if someone presents me with something. But I am not actively looking to find out every single weekend that the couple, the final couple is, you know, together. Now, I follow the leads every season. So do I watch their stories? Of course. When Joey posted a story of a coffee maker and he said, Cup of Joe, this weekend, I have two eyeballs. I knew the second he posted that, he was on a happy couple weekend. It was obvious. Now, this post seemed to find the actual Airbnb that he was at, which was great. Like, I don't, that's just an added bonus. I don't need to know the address. I don't need to know. All I need to know that is it did happen. And I saw that, and I knew he was on a happy couple when I saw that. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to my friend on Saturday, 13 minutes after he posted. I still have it on my phone. So that is my thing is that it's a bonus. So, (laughs) and the second I saw that, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. So that's what I wanted to say about happy couples. I've never used it. It's a bonus if I do, because if you do find out, and if I do find out, that a happy couple weekend is happening, and I know two people from the show, the lead and you know one of the women that are left or one of the men that are left are there, then yeah, clearly that would be a confirmation, but that's not what I use to find out. It, it's, it's just a bonus. It'd be great if I found it out every year because then I'd never be wrong because you wouldn't be on a happy couple weekend with somebody that you didn't choose. You know, Makes sense, right? So... When I was thinking back on it, I was like, have I ever used the Happy Couple Weekend to be the determining factor in my spoiler? And I, and I did, once. That was the Rachel season. Every other season, I mean, just looking at some of the names, um, you know, Ben Higgins, Colton. Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to go, th- like, I'm just, let me pull, let me, let me pull out here the, uh, all the seasons, just kind of, just over the last few. Um Matt, no. Clayton, no. Gabby, Rachel, no. Zach, no. Charity, no. Joey, no. Claire, no. Peter, no. Hannah Brown, no. Colton, no. Becca, no. Ari. I mean, like I said, it goes back as far as Rachel. Yeah, Ari season, and then Rachel was before Ari. It's the only one. You know, I've put the, you know, obviously I put the spoiler out there this season, two weeks after they ended filming. I didn't need a happy couple visit to tell me who won this season. My sources, which I'm very confident in, as I am every season, sources told me it was Daisy. And I believe my sources. I've said it. I haven't wavered in four months or however many, uh, three months. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I understand that people want to guess and speculate. And uh, I know that happy couples are definitely a, a thing. If you can figure out when a happy couple uh, visit is happening, who is there, then yeah, you've got your winner, you know. But the thing that was posted the other day, let me tell you this about what was posted the other day. All right. If let, let's just uh, let's just say this. If I were to tell you I know for a fact in past seasons there have been contestants who did not win the show that purposely posted things on their social media to make people think that they did win, what would your reaction be? 
if I told you I know for a fact contestants who did win in past seasons posted things on their social media to make people think that they did win, what would your reaction be? And if I told you there were contestants in past seasons, and I can confirm that contestants purposely misled people, the public, with their social media postings to keep them guessing, what would your reaction be? Because I'm here to tell you all three statements I just made are true. I know who has, I know who has done it in the past. I know people who, had, who basically got... <laughs> They basically got their jollies off of it because they wanted to keep people in suspense, even though they did win or maybe didn't win, and they wanted to keep people guessing. Definitely some that didn't win that wanted to make you think they did and purposely posted stuff to make you think they did, and they succeeded because in those years, people absolutely believed so-and-so was winning. Men and women have both done this. So... That's what I mean when I say you can do all the social media stuff, you can post all that stuff, but the best way, at least for me, to find out who wins the season is to find out what happened on the last day of filming. Because once they leave that last location, they're not flying everybody back to reshoot something. It doesn't work that that way. So as long as I find out that, then I find out the ending. And I've been pretty successful at that last time I checked. And oh yeah, I want to add one caveat <laughs> to what I said, those three statements that I made. What if I also told you that there have been former contestants in the past that purposely posted things that weren't in real time to throw people off? What would your reaction be? Just keep that in mind. All right, this podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Now, I've talked to you about Green Chef before. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I can switch between both brands, and now you can too. My listeners, both brands, you get the discount with me. HelloFresh gets you farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's the new year. One of your resolutions probably should be, let's save some money. Eat better. That's what I plan on doing. HelloFresh is here to help you do that. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like delivered right to your door. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options now than ever before. You dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-ons that suit any lifestyle. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. Okay, the challenge last night has gotten me all kind of 
I'm certainly not angry. I don't, I don't get upset about a television show. It does have me questioning some things, and it's kind of what I've said all year in regards to this season of The Challenge. It just seems like there's more to the story than what we're hearing. I don't think it's just as simple as Narisa's brother called her, said Olivia's going to screw you over, and then Olivia did screw her over last night by not saving her. There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason why her brother said that and why Olivia actually did that to Narice. And I'm sure we're going to find this all out at the reunion. What I will say is this. I, I absolutely think Kylan and Horacio are two of the most stand-up guys that this challenge family has ever seen. Like, I, how do you not root for those guys? They never really involved. I mean, Horacio never involves himself in any sort of drama. He's always trying to smooth stuff over. Never raises his voice at anybody. Horacio, I mean, Kylan got into it with some people this year. You know, even last night, you know, him and, what was it, him and Jay going at it. It's just, but he's not like, he's, he's just basically just defending himself at this point because he knows he's going in on everyone. So, again, we have what happened last night, and I, I'm sure everyone is just as shocked as the next person that Norris beat Horacio and Kyland. Like, what an upset. And now, at least for me, everyone else in that house, there hasn't been anybody that I've really wanted to root for in that house all season outside of Horacio and Kyland. And last week, what did I say on the podcast on last Thursday? I said, they're just setting it up for these two guys in the finals. Well, I was wrong about that, certainly. So now I want Norris to win. I, you know, it's almost like carrying on the legacy left behind by Horacio and Kylan. Like, why do I want to see anyone else in that house win? They all just are such master manipulators, and everybody's lying and doing shit and shady shit and saying this and talking behind someone's back. Like, there's not anybody likable in that house anymore outside of Norris. Seemingly, unless I'm just being bamboozled by the edit, it's a word you're going to hear in a couple hours. I just, it seems like she has stuck to her guns about who she is as a person. And I have no problem with, I understand these are game shows and you have to kind of lie and cheat and manipulate and steal and all that stuff, but there's a way to also do it morally. And it just seems like nobody in that house is remotely likable at this point in the season right now. They're just all snakes outside of Norris, who basically had told Olivia all season, you're my ride or die. Even after Norris's brother told her, Olivia's going to screw you over. And if you saw Norris's tweet last night, she said this, I think after the episode aired, let me pull it up real quick. But she said this in regards to the statement that was made. Um, where Olivia was in a uh, confessional and said, um, hey, Narice was waiting for me to fail her. And Narice tweeted out last night, I wasn't waiting for her to fail me. I was waiting for her to prove my brother wrong. And, you know, she didn't. But I just, yeah, I, I just, if Narice doesn't win, this will just be one of the more disappointing seasons just because the winner I don't care I don't think any of these other people deserve to be called a champion 
obviously, if you win the final and, you, and it's a grueling final, you know, congratulations. I'm not going to take that away from them. I just ugh. hope Narice wins. You know what's on tonight on Fox? Farmer wants a wife. I think I'm going to give it a chance this season. Now, I'm not going to review it every Friday because I'd rather watch Traders first. I'm going to tell you right now, I will watch Traders first. I'm probably not going to watch Farmer Wants a Wife. Maybe some Thursday nights I will, but I'll probably get to it on Fridays at some point. Or if I don't get to it on Fridays, I'll watch it over the weekend. But I, I didn't. I just couldn't get into last season. I'm going to try this season. I've heard this show is pretty popular in other countries. Like It's a big deal. It's like one of the better reality shows in other countries. So I'm curious to see. I'll give it a I'll give it a full season because this, these aren't two hour episodes. I can tell you right now, if they were two hour episodes, I wouldn't do it. I believe they're an hour each, so that's good enough for me. It's probably six or eight episodes. That's fine. I can do that. I just don't think I'm going to get to it every Thursday night because I'd rather watch Traders right when it comes on at eight central. So, but if you're interested, let me know what you think of Farmer Wants a Wife because I know people watch it. Didn't get great ratings on Fox, but it did well enough where they thought, hey, let's bring it back. And they are. So season two begins tonight on Fox. And finally, end with this. Did you see by any chance what popped up on Facebook yesterday? You know how Facebook reminds you of memories? Well, yesterday there was a memory from eight years ago, January 31st, 2016. And you know what I did on January 31st, 2016? At the time, this was a thing everybody was doing on Facebook. I don't know if a lot of you remember this. 25 random facts about me. (laughs) Boy, I really opened up here. (laughs) I was just like reading some of this stuff. And (laughs) I mean, uh, the first, uh, you know, I'm not going to go through all of them. But, yeah, uh, an obsession with the show 24, that's pretty unexplainable. There's about nine movies I could probably recite word for word. Here's one. My, my third post about this, of the 25 random facts about me. I wrote, I have someone who I consider a very good friend for the last five years that I've never met in my life, and I don't know if I ever will. And now that I think about that, I don't know who the hell I was talking about. <laughs> I'm totally blanking. Who the... Who, what? Who was that? Yeah, I have no idea. That's what I mean. When you see stuff like this. Um, I told the Coach Purse story. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to share that, but I did. If you've been following me long enough, you've probably heard this story. Um, I went on a date with somebody soon after I moved to... Uh, Texas back in 06 and I had a girl tell me as we were discussing what we were going to do for her birthday and at this point we had been on I I had known her less than a month I want to say we'd been on maybe two or three dates and she said to me I would much rather you buy me a coach purse than spend money on me for dinner and then if that wasn't bad enough when I shot back with wait huh and she said, well, a purse will last much longer than a dinner will. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I understand <laughs> the difference between a purse and a dinner. I get it. Just kind of very presumptuous of you to say that to a guy you've been on three or four dates with. 
I couldn't even tell you her name. I don't remember. I just remember it happened. I, rem- I remember where we were at the time that happened, too. I remember everything about it other than, well, her name. Yeah, we didn't see each other <laughs> after that night. Um, Talked about my dog, Maddie. Rest in peace. You know, Maddie's, uh, when she died, 26. Yeah, she died eight years ago, January 26th. Uh, won the lip sync contest in seventh grade. <laughs> Here's a good one. I quote dumb and dumber an awful lot when I'm out with my friends, probably too much. And we seem to be quoting back to the future a lot lately too. <laughs> That's still continuing to this day. <laughs> I talk about my love for American Idol. Okay. That my niece calls me Titi. I, here's number 15. My niece, I'm my niece's godfather. To her, I am Titi. Pronounced T-T. I don't know where it came from, but one day she started calling me that, and it stuck. We think she was trying to say Steve Steve, but we're not sure. Now she's four and a half, knows what my name is, but still refers to me as Uncle T.T. Holy shit. Of everything I've talked about with my niece this week, in 2016, she was four and a half. Now she's a fucking sophomore in college. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, my love for cereal. I get a foot-long tuna sandwich on wheat bread with cheddar cheese and tomatoes from Subway at least twice a week. Yeah, back then I was. I still ha- When I order Subway now, I still get tuna. It's the only sandwich. I, I don't want to say it's the only sandwich. I get. I'll, I'll get the Italian BMT or uh, the tuna. And sometimes, maybe, if I'm in the mood of meatball, but... I still, when I do get tuna, it's that. Just tuna, cheese, and tomatoes. But I don't have it twice a week anymore. Um, Still friends with my high school girlfriend. That's true. Spoke the other day. Um, That's pretty much it. I'm not going to read you all 25, but... Yeah, that popped up on Facebook, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I remember this. What did I say? <laughs> and so I went back and reread it yesterday. I'm like, what am I doing? But I'm sure a lot of you did it. I, it was like the thing. That was like the thing to do when you had Facebook back in 2016. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review Sports Daily coming up in an hour. Podcast number 376 with Marissa Gunn coming up in two hours, so check that out. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.